I'm Nathan Oren, and this is Journal Talk, the Q&A session where we answer your questions about journal writing. Thank you so much for joining this episode of Journal Talk Q&A. Today we have Susan Borkin, psychotherapist, author, and speaker, coach. What else are you, Susan? You've got lots of... uh, titles both oh i think that's enough thank you very much (laughs) (laughs) grandma yeah grandma well we don't have to discuss my grandchildren but if you want to no maybe later (laughs) yes i'm primarily i'm a psychotherapist but i've been working in the field of uh, journal writing in uh for many years and i think nathan you made this comment once to me and i just love it it's like I was working in the field of journal writing before there was a field. I mean, yes, you know, yes. I've been here a long time. You so were out there I, making I, a I, field. I, I, I was the... making the field. <laughs> Someone had to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Thank you. Yes. yes. I really appreciate uh, that you did that. And <laughs> the imagery of you being out there in the field, making the field <laughs> for us to all have yes. something to talk about and share and rejoice in. And oh, it's great. Yes, and your book, The Healing Power of Writing, is available on Amazon. I've saved up a whole bunch of these good questions. And when we did our original interview, I realized, wow, this is so great. I need to tap your brain for some of these answers because I'm always feeling like, good grief, I don't know what to say to this person. I know what I would say. Mm -hmm. I know how I would respond, but I can't pretend that this is going to help everybody. And I don't want to say something that, you know, from a therapy standpoint may actually worsen the situation. I just, you know, I have to give my, what do you call that? My Yes, I know what you mean. A disclaimer. Disclaimer. I have to say, you know what? I'm not a therapist, but having a therapist here on the program and sharing and having fun and getting some really good information, whether these questions apply to you every day or maybe just once or twice a year, I think this is really, really valuable. So thank you again, Susan, for your time. And I've got a good question for you. Ready? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. Dear Nathan, I'm writing to you instead of using your telephone message. I've tried calling in, but I can never quite seem to get out the words for this question when I'm on the spot. And ironically, writing is now helping me to get clear even with formulating the question I have for you today. I've attended your workshop two years ago, and everything you've taught me has really, really helped. So I wanted to say thank you for that. Today, my question is about grieving. My mom passed away about four and a half years ago. It would have been her 90th birthday just next month. And even though I've given myself time and I try to push forward, I still well up with deep sadness every year, twice a year. And um, I think about all the good she did for me and my brothers and all the things I wish I could say to her. It wasn't until she had cancer and started getting treatments that I really took the time to acknowledge she was my best friend in the whole wide world. And they say that time heals all wounds, but it just seems like no matter how much time passes by, I still just feel so much sadness and I still miss her so much. And I wish I could uh, let her see all that's going on with me, my grandchildren and even great grandkids that she never got a chance to meet. I've tried writing her letters, and I can never get all my grief out. It just seems endless. 
So I'm wondering if this is something that journal writing can help with, or do I just need a prescription of some kind? Thanks, Nathan. Wow, it's such a powerful question. So I feel like crying myself listening to it. I can hear the depth of grief and the closeness that she has with her mom, who's she's probably just realizing what a great friend she had and maybe didn't take advantage of the years uh, that she was alive. And she's just feeling sad and, and disappointed in that. Well, that is uh, uh, unfortunately very common. We, you know, wished we had been nicer to, gotten to know better, all of those things that are essentially too late. But the good news is there are things we can still do to communicate, not directly with that person, but there are certainly some writing things to do. Let me just jump in with some ideas, if that's okay, Nathan. Sure, yes. Okay, well, first of all, I want to say to this uh, person who commented, the letter writer, I really am sorry for your loss. I totally get this one. My mother died many, many years ago. I think that, especially um, for a, a woman, it can be incredibly difficult to deal with the death of your mom. I mean, it's like the most important relationship, whether mm-hmm. it was good, bad, or indifferent, although it's seldom indifferent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a very, very hard relationship. And I want to just normalize this for you, for anyone who's listening, for the question asker, that days like birthdays, anniversary of death, Mother's Day, Christmas, anything that holds special meaning or memories, they're very, very difficult. They can be particularly difficult days. So that kind of response is common. I lost my mother literally decades ago. And mm. every once in a while, I'll be standing in a store or something will happen. And I'll be like, I, it brings tears to my eyes, you mm-hmm. know, and it's a very powerful feeling. And it, it washes over you unexpectedly sometimes. So yeah, I, I just I'm, really want to acknowledge that. I'm fortunate enough right now, Susan, that I have both of my parents with me. Mm-hmm. But I do get that glimpse of what it might yes. be like. and Sort of anticipatory grief. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I do feel that, uh, especially after a really nice dinner with my dad. We're in the middle of a very juicy conversation, and I just look at him and I just, what am I going to do when you're not here? You know, it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and it, it's an interesting thing. Not a lot of people would say that, but I think that the, there's great wisdom, actually, in, in considering it. So that that increases the the depth of the relationship you have with him, you know, when he's alive. There's several things that I, I would suggest. I think that letter writing is good, although you mentioned here in the question that that doesn't always get you to where you need to go. So I've come up with another thing, and I I literally remember the day I tried this with a client. Sometimes I just literally make things up because they just work. They they sort of come <laughs> from some intuitive place. And I created something that I call an I wish I could tell you list. Mm. And what that is, is all of those things that you mentioned. Those are things like the tree that you planted has begun to grow. The, you know, the seedling has begun to grow. So the children are now in fourth, fifth and sixth grade, whatever. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. So really very specific things that you wish you could share. I'm going to kind of describe this a little bit better. If you, again, if you're following the book or have an interest in the book, page 116, I wish I could tell you list. So you begin by sitting quietly for a few minutes. And when you're ready, just take a few minutes to think about the loved one, the person that you're thinking about, and consider all of the things that you would like to say to them, that you would like to tell them. 
And these small things, I got an A on my essay at school. Um, mm. My baby lost her first tooth. My husband did it. My wife did it. Anything that you would like to share, because this is the main part here. Remember, there is no subject that is too big and no detail too small to share with someone who would have cared. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing I personally miss most about my mother. My mother would listen for every single detail. Mm. And, and sometimes I think, talk about someone who naturally should have been a therapist, you know, but it's, <laughs> um, it's a very powerful exercise. You can just write exactly what you wish you could say. Now, will that person hear it? I like to believe at some level they can, mm-hmm, but I have found mm-hmm. it to be an extremely useful thing to do. That's great. And, you know, what the this person didn't put their name on it either. I said, so the writer of this question also said, you know, I try to write the letters, but I can't get it all out. And I think it's like that same thing you were just saying, Susan, about that person wanting to care for each and every detail. Like, it seems, feels like it could never be enough, but, right. you know, maybe it's a series of these letters or, exactly. uh, or a series of these lists. I know somebody who would sit every Sunday afternoon and write to a person that was not with them and just keep a, an ongoing log of things that they, that have happened during that week. So, yeah, I like that. Uh, I wish I could tell you list. It, because it really, it sort of, it gives you a chance to, you know, like you come home from a trip and you want to blurt out all this stuff, write it down mm-hmm, and pretend mm-hmm. that the person will be able to read it. What do you think about um, having that person in your mind, making a journal entry where that person, the deceased relative writes back? Wow, are you reading my mind? <laughs> maybe I'm reading I mean, your. Maybe I'm reading your book. Maybe you're reading my book. <laughs> I was going to say this is getting kind of, kind of but fun. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. Another thing that you can be or do is, well, <laughs> actually did this again. This is how I figured it out. I wrote to my mother because I was at a point in my life. I think I was getting my master's degree, and, and you know she didn't know me and. Um, I wanted to talk to her about it, and I I started with um, how much I miss her and think of her, and then I sat there and I heard her voice. Now, some people say, oh, please, I don't know what she'd say. Well, yes, you do. You have Mm -hmm. some idea, again, getting quiet, listening, and what you do is you have her or whoever you're talking to respond in that dialogue that we frequently use in uh, journaling. And a dialogue, remember, is like a screenplay. So Mm -hmm. one person talks, the other person responds, they're constant interruptions, just like Mm -hmm. a real conversation, you know, people, people cut each other off and that kind of thing. So the idea is that my mother in the I literally had no idea where this conversation was going to go. And eventually, she said, it's wonderful what you've done, where you've gone, what you've accomplished. I'm so proud of you. And that's really what I wanted. I wanted mm. to say for myself, to myself, I'm proud of myself. Mm. But I, I did it through this way, through with my mother. And I, I think it's really a wonderful way to dialogue with grief. Talk to the person. Let them talk back to you. It's very powerful. Yes, yeah. That's so great because um, I can hear... It's not only just about that person being gone from your life. It's all the things that that person was giving you or or supplying all the, like you said, you know, the 
congratulations, the uh, add a girl, but there's also the sympathy and the, you know, whatever you needed that um, parent in this case uh, was providing a whole lot. So you're using sort of that persona to provide that to you, to yourself in a way that's powerful. Yeah, it's, it's a very useful way to go. And again, just to wrap this part up, I just want to remind you that, again, if you intuitively feel that you're not moving through your grief in a way that feels right, that you feel like it's you're really stuck, this is a good time to to see someone professionally. Um, it may be that medication's in order or not. I, I can't possibly sit here and talk about that because I don't know, and that would be, right. you know, be practicing inappropriately. But sometimes people do need medication. However, what we're focusing on, on Nathan, is these individual possibility, these things that we can do on our own. Mm -hmm, But depression, mm -hmm. again, is a serious illness and there's normal grief and then there's grief that continues on and sometimes requires a little bit more of an intervention. Sure, sure. And Susan, I appreciate what you're saying. And I think the summary of everything, this whole series of episodes with you, one piece that I'm really getting clear is Journal writing is great therapy, but it's not the substitute for the full picture. And the you Absolutely. know, there's still so much more sitting with somebody talking through real detail specifics on what's going on, you know, how a person is handling their affairs and and all of that. So thank you for reminding everybody about that. It's uh, I know I get really super, super enthused about journal writing, and it just feels to me like something I could never do, ever do without right. in my life. So I get kind of gung-ho, and I think I might lead people to think that it's the be-all, end-all solution. But I see a therapist from time to time when I need to in my life. I think it's very well. I wish everybody could see a therapist. It's it's a great thing to have someone to talk to. Yes. Susan, thanks again for joining us on another episode of Journal Talk Q&A. Tell us how we can reach you and how we can get a copy of this book. Okay. There are two different websites, Nathan. First is SusanBorkin.com. The second is HealingPowerOfWriting.com. Excellent. All right. We'll look for you there. And thanks again for your time. And we'll see you on another episode. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Journal Talk Q&A. If you have a question you would like featured on the program in a future episode, please send it to me at Nathan at EasyJournaling.com. Nathan at EasyJournaling.com. I would love to feature it here and send you a little thank you gift for uh, sharing your question. You can also send it to me in the form of a voice message. If you would like to share your voice on Journal Talk Q&A, you can dial this number. It's 1-805-751-6280. That's a United States number and only normal toll charges apply. There's no extra charge for journal talk Q&A. Thanks everyone again and have a great week and we'll see you next time. Meanwhile, keep on writing. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Write for Life, an online resource for living with passion, clarity and purpose through journaling. Visit our website at www.write spelled W-R-I-T-E the number four, life, L-I-F-E dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk. 